Gulia. Julia's last name is gonna be Gulia. Julia Gulia. That's funny. Trace your private number, baby. All I know is that to me, you look like you're lots of fun. Open up them Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Movies with Cash and Hightower. What up, crew? It's Cash. And this is Hightower. Cash, how you doing? I'm doing terrific, man. How are you? I can't complain. It's a, it's a busy time of year. It's a very busy time. I was a little under the weather about a week ago this time, so... <laughs> Right, so I got the black long deeds. You've been in the mine for one day, Derek. <laughs> Merman. But yeah, feeling a lot better. Good. How are you and yours? Um, I am doing good. I'm upright. The kiddos are, you know, that time of year. You're pulling a Mr. Mom. Try, yeah, a little bit. 220, 221, whatever it takes. Um, <laughs> but no, we're, for the most part, everybody's doing good. We're just, uh, you know, we're gearing up for the holidays, I think, like the rest of the world. So, mm-hmm. I can't complain. Plus, we're going to talk about some a movie that's been often teased, I think, not necessarily by us, but we've th- certainly talked about it. So, I'm very excited yeah. that we finally get to cover this today. It's been in our bucket for a few years. Yeah. It's been in the Friendsgiving bucket for a few years. And that movie is none other than The Wedding Singer. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! That's right. I said hip hop. Hip to the... <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. But yeah, this was so this is our Friendsgiving continues on. Yes. We appreciate everyone who submitted uh movies. This one came from Yoaf. It did. Good call. So I'm glad we can actually cover one of her films. Good call, Mrs. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, before we get into that, of course. Let's talk some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Let's do it too. We didn't even talk. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Oh, uh, I'll go first. I got I just have a really quick one. After I have sir. two really quick things. First, we ran through all of our shutouts on the 100th episode. Oh, yes, yes. And we totally forgot Logan. That's like, true. M- maybe the most active on Facebook. It's, he is very active. He is very active. He's always very aggressively telling us to watch Blown Away. Yeah, that's true. So we cannot forget Logan. No. Good, good fella. It, hey, man. I, he, I think he earned super fan status. Oh, for sure. We've got, we've got a handful of super fans, but I think... Yeah, safe to say he's in that group. If, so. we, ever, if we ever have an alive event, Logan's uh, head of security also. Yeah, that's fine. That's a no-brainer. Is that the uh, same one that Mr. T did? Yeah, matter of fact, it was. <laughs> matter of fact, same one. <laughs> All right, other thing. Uh, just while I this kind of was not intentional, but I rewatched Airheads. Oh, nice. <laughs> before I watched Wedding Singer, mm-hmm. also an Adam Sandler film, and, and I Steve Buscemi and Steve Buscemi, correct. <laughs> and I'd kind of forgotten how, um, like. Uh, I guess how much time had passed in between the two films. Mm-hmm. Like on the surface, it doesn't like early nineties to late nineties doesn't seem like it like that much. But no. holy cow, Sandler and Buscemi both look about ten years younger. They yeah, they really do. Yeah, I think it was you making that Ernie Hudson thing for me. Oh yeah. So that was well, I saw. I'm, I'm glad I could lead you to it. So I saw it was on. I was like, oh, I gotta check that out. How did did you, did you still enjoy it when you watched it? Oh yeah, it was pretty fun. It was Joe Montana's kind of a good like he he's is. actually very entertaining. Brendan Fraser is good. Uh, Kramer, mm-hmm. the Mr. Green from Clue. Yep, great bad guy. Yeah, absolutely. The whole I, whole, Chris Farley. Every kind of, yeah, it's a good cast. Every time I start watching that movie, I'm like, ah oh, man, I just you forget about. I people. sleep. I sleep on this one too much. It's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Good. Right, Bushimi might be the funniest in the film. The Lone Rangers. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. It can't be Lone Rangers. It's singular. That is great. Good deal, man. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I'm. Uh, we may have to cover that someday. Someday. All right. What do you got? I got two things. First off, hit us up on the socials, movies mm. with Cash and Hightower mm. on Instagram and Bookface. God bless you, sir. And then Cash A N D Hightower at gmail.com. Keep on rolling. The email does still work, people. You Doesn't technically have still be- have a shot. At putting a movie in. Big Dave said he was going to send me another one. Oh. I ran into him. We had uh, we got we got together for wrestling two weeks ago now. I can't even remember what it was, but he said he had one more that he thought he was going to suggest to okay. us. So you te- you te- I think we're going to do a couple more. So you technically still got a shot. We your got windows, time. Your window's running out, but Absolutely. go ahead and submit it. Um, but the only other thing I gave you the uh, scoop. I think was it last episode I told you about we were going through the James Bond 
fran- collection. Oh, yes, yes. We have officially made it through Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds Are Forever. We slowed down just because we started our Christmas movie watching, so I tried to you know, split it up a little bit. Um, so both of us agreed, George Lazenby, I, I think he got the shaft. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because... He was like an amazing James Bond. He wasn't a bad James Bond, but that movie is so all over the place. Yeah, it's it's it uh, is difficult to follow. I think they followed the book too much, possibly because those books are all over the place. It just jumped all over the place. But he yeah. did a good enough job. But we were through officially through well, without the unofficial sequel in the eighties of Sean Connery's. Oh yeah, never say never. Yeah, never. Yeah, never say never again. What we both those? like Diamonds Are Forever though. Diamonds Are Forever. Do you okay? The Henchman and Diamonds Are Forever. Yes. The two guys? The two fellas. Mm-hmm. Are they yes. partners or are they partners? They are the, they are partners. Yes, that's what, I always got that vibe too. <clears throat> just wanted to just just wanted to see if you got the they same vibe. They absolutely are. And I think so we which both is, which is awesome. Yeah, which not, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um no, the funniest part, like we were watching it, like I said, we both enjoyed the movie because again, it's like a you know typical Bond movie. It's a little over mm-hmm. the top and everything else. But what sealed it for me was the end, whenever he kills those two, and just how ridiculous he kills those I two. Can't even remember how he gets rid of them. The one dude's got the two flaming kebabs. The balder guy with like the guy looks oh, like the, Wilford Brimley yeah, with the mustache, and he he ends up getting caught on fire and thrown overboard, and then the bomb. For the other guy, he like bends the guy over and oh, pulls his, yeah. oh, pulls yeah. up his butt, his, I think, or something. Yeah, in his, in his backside. Flips him over. I was like, Gosh, what in the I world? I forgot about that, but it definitely came back to me. I would have, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, once we get through all these, I want to try and go through some kind of a, an overall ranking oh, now yeah. that I'll actually get to the... Save it for the book. But yes, that's true. So anyway, awesome. well, hey, want, want to give you an update. You're almost done with Connery, then. We're that's so we're done. that was the last Connery. Now we're oh, on. So the you're Roger. not you're not watching the. We will. You will. I used to own it a long time ago. I don't know what I did with ne- it. The Never Say Never again or whatever. It's it was. just a remake of Thunderball. Okay. Just with Kim Basinger. Okay, that's fair. Wow. <laughs> when I think about <laughs> That's it, though. That's all I got for housekeeping. Okay. Should we move on to history of the film? Let us do it. All right. The Wedding Singer from 1998. Mm-hmm. This is... I have pretty early memories with this one. I'm, If I saw it, it probably was not long after it came out on uh, VHS because okay. I don't know if mom or dad liked it or my brother, but we watched it and we had the CD because the CD... We'll talk about that, I'm sure, multiple times, mm-hmm. but what an amazing soundtrack. Um, amazing. And I'll try not to give too much away, but let's just say I've been watching it steadily since probably 1999. Okay, good to know. I have a similar history with the film. I can't remember if this I actually saw this in theater or not, because my memory is so strong with the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. My sister picked up the soundtrack like before the movie came out, which yeah. was awesome back in the day. They would you'd lead with the soundtracks that was which loved it i feel like soundtracks well cds aren't a thing but no. i don't yeah it's just it's just a different world but anyway i just remember like consuming that for probably a hundred hours straight so then i can't remember if i saw it in theaters if i saw it but i have to all to consort my movies i've seen in theaters list because mm. that is 100 percent accurate so. yeah but anywho my first uh my first you know dealings with the movie were that soundtrack it just reeled me in. I wrote down like a ton of the songs as we go through the movie. I did so. too. I've, I'm, I'm most of the same notes, I'm sure. So yeah, but I just want to give my sister a shout out because she had the wherewithal to pick that soundtrack up. And man, you know, well, actually, we both love '80s music. So true. Don't sister, Doctor Hightower, be well worth coming up, coming through in the clutch. I know she's already a little upset with me because my parents brought up some schoolwork. Oh, as my kids were rifling through as you showed up, <laughs> some there was definitely some. That's okay. There were some red flag drawings You're good. in the box. You know what? I've I've known you long enough to know the red flags can be I, cleared. I, and like my sister texted me, was like, "Hey, what's where's the picture of like me with like bullet holes in my body?" And <laughs> it's like, how do you know about that? <laughs> Whoops! I was like, "Who told you?" <laughs> Hey, we all had rougher yeah, relationships with our siblings when we were younger. Clearly a joke. We had a great relationship. so There's always that element. You want to fight them a little bit. Right. That's why they're siblings. That's right. But you love them. Absolutely. You do. And I honestly don't ever remember having like <laughs> like nothing like that. So it was clearly just me joking around. Hey, so. that's okay. Good on you. But yeah, so big time shout out for my sister 
for being a major influence in me watching this film. Absolutely. Way to go, Sister Dr. Hightower. God bless you. Um, okay, uh, before we get into the movie, Uh-oh. I have I have two random questions Uh-oh. if you can't answer the first one. Okay. We don't have to do both. I just I have a backup. So the beginning of the movie, obviously, the first wedding, and then Steve Buscemi gives that toast, which is pretty awful. Got oh, me yeah. thinking. Oh, yeah. Do you have a memory of the worst wedding toast you've ever heard? I do know it, but okay. I'm like, I don't even know if I can, I can't really talk about <laughs> that, that's, it. That's the reason why. I did, if you can't do it, I got a backup. It was a friend of mine. Okay. Who I don't think he would listen to this. He was on the baseball team. But he had, like, it wasn't even his toast. Yeah. But it was at his wedding. And there was a very awkward speech where, like, I'm trying to remember, was it the, he must have been the best man, but he was friends with both him and the bride, and then, like, made a reference to, like, him kissing the bride, like, <laughs> but, like, pre, like, prior relationships, you know? Nice. So they must have dated pre, <laughs> I was like, even if that's a joke, that's yeah, just kind of like, Yeah, that's Ooh. scary. But that's, yeah, so that... The room, just you were just like, oh, like everyone's just kind of like, like pulling out the neck collar, you know, like rough. That's probably the most awkward that I can recall. How about you? So mine, at very vivid memory of this, a friend of my girlfriend through college, her, or no, it was, was so the guy that she was marrying his best man speech was like it started off i mean he was very emotional and very sentimental which i'm like okay you know they're they're good friends but then it turned to like this guy helped me when i was ready to kill myself Ooh. and i was in a really dark hole and drinking a lot and all this i mean it Ooh. went dark and, pe- and people were like everybody in the room was like um is somebody gonna get <laughs> the, the mic yeah like get the microphone from him so that one was bad and then I had a friend up north that got married, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a reception speech, but like her step I couldn't remember if it was her stepdad or her her maternal dad or whatever. Um, he started talking, and it got like uncomfortable. Let's just put it that way. I don't want to I don't want to go to like the <laughs> but the way he was talking, I was like, um, I, do, do we need to call somebody? Like, did something happen when you were younger? So. I've had two that very vividly stick out in my mind that that's were like like two is <clears throat> that's incredible. I mean, I have I have others, but like most of them are pretty run of the mill. I will say my when I gave the because um, I was the best man at my brother's wedding and I did the um, the Michael Scott. I was because he and my sister in law are both huge Office fans, so I said. Webster's Dictionary defines the fusing of two metals as as whatever. He's like, well, I find you to be two metals, two gold medals. And people in the audience were like, oh, that's adorable. I was like, oh, my God. Like, nobody understands the reference. Yeah, so. They're missing it. Anyway, um, yeah, that one, though, like, the guy was talking about, like, coming back from suicide. I was like, dude, mm. maybe you shouldn't be giving public speeches. Yeah, that's awesome that that happened. But, it is. But maybe we, maybe not this crowd of people. Different, different yeah. scenario for that speech. Yes. Anyway. Well, hey, that's glad. I'm glad I wasn't at that one. No, it was something else. And Yeesh. I was sitting at the head table, so I had to like hide my face because people were looking up. I was like, oh, I God. went to one wedding where nothing weird happened, but legitimately like 10 people gave speeches. That's too much. And I was like, what? I remember having to pee really bad, and like I was like, you know what? After like the fourth guy, I was like, you know what? I'm walking out. I gotta <laughs> go. Going, I gotta going. go. I gotta go. And there were still like two more to go, even when I got back. So do you remember my brother giving the speech at my wedding? Uh, I mean, you, you I remember, remember. I remember. I can picture it, but I don't remember anything he said. So the funniest part about it was, and I, he wouldn't mind me saying this. He is. He was terrified of giving I, public speeches. I do remember him being a little nervous, like beforehand oh, and yeah. saying he was nervous or something about he, it like and i remember because i my mom told me at one point before the wedding i was like what seriously like why is he nervous like, he doesn't like speaking in front of people i was like yeah i thought he was like joking i mean when i was talking people about you it. know but, oh man yeah. he was like <laughs> yeah i thought he was i like, gave him such a hard time i thought he was giving me a bit and I, when we were talking about it and then i was like oh no he's actually kind of like nervous yeah. a little bit about it but, i had to bust his chops about that for a while afterwards i was like i don't really? remember what he said but I just I remember him. It was a bunch of random thoughts from like our childhood and him making fun of me being and like a, beating you at stuff. Yeah, and, and missing yeah. shots whenever I was a hunt, oh, went hunting yeah. and that's yeah, right. oh yeah, that, it does which is fair. Fun. I mean, that's I get it, but I just had to bust his chops because he was so yeah. nervous. That, yeah, that's funny. Anyway, good times. So you want to get you want to kick this thing off? Let's get started. <laughs>
Can't even hit it. I ruined it. I ruined myself. You kids are gonna love that. Um, this immediately him singing "You Spin Me Right Round" and this montage mm-hmm. just puts me great in such a good mood. Great start to the film. Oh man, everybody dancing, everybody having a good time. Here's my question though. Yes, I totally agree with you. Like this, the what the montage and him as the wedding singer mm-hmm. singing "Spin Me Right Round," mm-hmm. which is awesome. Right. But here's my question to you. We know Adam Sandler is actually a good singer in real life. Mm-hmm. He is he so is he like sounding bad? He's not sounding like good. Yeah. Is he like typically trying to be like, hey, small town, like what I, he's maybe I, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Because if you actually listen to like his tone and the notes he's hitting, he's not great. I mean, he's having no. a great time, so he's like, it's fun. Yeah. But if you actually listen to it, it's like this is not like a well a well no. sung song. But no, I was thinking like he probably is doing this on purpose. Yeah, because he's being a local wedding singer yes. for. Because even later in the film, he's singing like like we know. Yes. He can. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't. I, that's a good call. I think it's probably yeah. singing. Next like, time you watch this movie, pay attention to that. He's not singing well. It'll probably happen sooner rather. But than it later. Is, but it's a, it's still a blast. That's fair. And then we get, and the reason, obviously, I asked the question is Steve Buscemi giving his speeches. Mm-hmm. I, there's so many quotes from this speech. I guess they were prostitutes. I don't know. And then the, him, I'm a person too, Pop. I'm a person too. You're a moron. My favorite quote to say at weddings comes from Wedding Crashers in this film. Mm-hmm. And from this film, it's, hey, get some pants on that kid. That's right. I, like Even when there's not a naked baby, I just... Hey, get some pants it's on It's good that to kid. throw out there. I'm pretty there. sure I said that at my wedding. That's all right. So, a um, hundred times. <laughs> just, I mean, his, his speech is so funny. And then we see, obviously, Robbie is is Adam Sandler's name. He takes the microphone and, and saves the, the wedding reception because... He saves the day. He's uh, Steve Buscemi mentions the uh, quote-unquote ladies of the night, which doesn't set well with the, the, the bride. But he saves it, turns it around, and we just, again, get to see that... Um, He's such a good dude, and then I. All right, George is going to take it away while we're eating here. I give me time, dude. Yes. So I never have put it together. George is Alexis Arquette. Oh yeah. I don't know why I've never put that together. I mean, why would you need to until now? Was this like so before he became or? I don't think she so. became Alexis Ar- Alexis Arquette. I don't think so because I think it's. This is like this was. This I was just like, man, it just wasn't on my radar. I was like, oh man, that makes perfect sense. And like, wow, that's good casting. I feel like And you can tell they're having a good time with it. Yeah. So. I don't know. I feel like it I was already I feel like a knucklehead, like coming back and watching. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is Alexis. Hey, you, know, you know what? I just didn't notice those things. That's right. It's true. <laughs> that's true. I don't see those things. That's I just right. see people. Um Hey, also, speaking of seeing people, mm-hmm. I saw the quarterback from Waterboy that's serving, right. yeah. serving that's an underage right. kid some booze. <laughs> His name is Don. His last name is Dante. I think in real life too, which is funny. Oh yeah. They, he's, they talk about Dante and uh, Grandma's oh. boy too. So there's a lot of. If you watch Adam Sandler movies with any regularity, there's a lot of overlap. Do you really want to hurt I lo- me? <laughs> I love Sammy, his buddy too. Alan mm-hmm. Alan Covert is his name. He's been in a lot of different. He's also in all of his movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in Heavyweights. He's the camera guy. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. right. You're but uh, lays it on pretty thick that he's a pretty big womanizer kind of scumbag. He would, he would like us to believe that. And then <laughs> I love – so they cut to the kitchen because we see Drew Barrymore is delivering food to everybody. She's working at the reception hall. Some old guy pinches her butt here too, I'm pretty sure. And yes. She goes back and that cook, the dude – I think that's the dude that does the Triumph, the insult comic. Dog. Robert Smigel. Yeah, it's Robert Smigel. I, I sure – I wrote that down. Sh- Chef Triumph. I love <laughs> – always the prime rib. <laughs> and then her – I guess they're cousins. I always thought they were sisters for some reason, but they're cousins. Holly, Christine oh, Christine Taylor, Taylor yeah. and Drew Barrymore are cousins in this film? That's what I they never, said. I just thought they were friends. I thought they were – I thought they were sisters. They – oh, my gosh. Yeah, they had the same last name. They're yeah. both Sullivan's. Yeah. I didn't put that together either. But they're kind of going back and forth, and I just that quote. <laughs> Why does he treat you so much better? Well, every year at the, or I let him see my boobs one year at the, that the that's Christmas right. party it wasn't my finest half hour. <laughs> that's great. That's a great line. Um, good, man, good to see Drew Barrymore. Like, yeah, 
I feel like she obviously was a child actor, E.T., and did some things, mm-hmm. Firestarter, but I feel like she took a lot of time off, and then she, boom, burst back onto the scene with I this I think movie. this was probably the big one where she came had, back, wasn't it? Had to be. This was amazing. Because she was... Didn't she have like some, some rehab stuff in the ni- early 90s? Yeah, I think she had some issues. But yeah, it was, it's, it was good to see, and... I gotta say yeah. too, like Adam Sandler's got a couple of leading ladies that he works with a lot, but phenomenal chemistry with, yeah. with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I would totally agree. You can tell they they like each other. Yeah, yeah, having a good time. Same thing with Jennifer Aniston. She's a real too. treat. Oh, love Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, and Adam working together. Also, though, you mentioned Christine Taylor. Let's give her some love. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Hey Dude? Oh yeah. Oh man, that's she, what I knew her from when dude, I. <laughs> she's Melody. So fair enough. Like. Full disclosure here, like I watched Hey Dude. Hey Dude. Um, I watched that for a long time, and then I was I didn't watch it. Obviously, I was watching cartoons or whatever. And then I saw this movie. I was like, Oh, I I didn't know. Melody has grown up. Hello, hello, Melody. She is elated. She's also in. I know you know this, but Dodgeball. That is true. She's the the accountant. Yes. Have fun with your lovable losers in Las Vegas, Lafleur. <laughs> Alliteration aside, I think I'll take my chances. <laughs> yep, um, Zoolander, obviously as well. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. She got a, she got a good filmography. But Gosh, anyway, we yeah. we kind of get a quick introduction of a lot of Robbie's friends and everything else, and then Robbie's out back again, just being a good dude, taking care of the young kid that was served underage drinks. Right, puking in the dumpster. Gets introduced to Julia. And then Alan Covert, the Sammy comes out. You better get in there. They're starting to turn on George. Oh yeah, because you suck. He's just singing the same song yep. over and over. He just does the circle. Like, <laughs> at least it's a good one. It's true. I love. Do you want to hurt me? Do you like Culture Club? Uh, I like lo- their big I, hits. I like their couple songs. I know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know much of their catalog, but I don't. I their main hits. I'm. Yeah, they're like two singles. They like have. Karma Chameleon. Exactly. Do you really want to hurt me? Really um, time. Me? I don't know if I know time. time. I, you probably know that one too. I know Cindy Lauper. Time after time. A little different. Okay. But still slower. But anyway. Um, if you go, we also, again, they're really hammering home these first few scenes because Robbie starts giving, or Robbie is giving singing lessons to Rosie. Just a, little, a real nice guy. Paying in meatballs. Oh, I, that part grossed me out. That's Natalie. Mrs. Cash said the same thing. I don't like that. <clears throat> I don't either. Just like, <laughs> like they put sound effects in too. Like you can hear them squishing them in his hand. Yep. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> Take a bite. I always want to see you enjoy it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Not cool. And we also learned through the beginning of this movie that Robbie is getting married and mm. his wedding is coming up soon. So Robbie and Linda. It's wedding day. Robbie and Linda. Wedding day. Here we go. But it doesn't go according to plan. There Beautiful. was a note. Beautiful uh, soundtrack, though. They like mm-hmm. a string quartet playing Don't Stop Believing. Yep. I did like that. Just a beautiful day. I I don't know why, too, but it always makes me laugh. So the, his sister comes, Robbie's sister comes up, tells him Linda's not coming. So Robbie goes into like this little changing room area. <laughs> and then he he's, like screams and throws the glass, but then it cuts to George. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, even the scene before, too, George is like comment. He's like, he's like, it's okay. It's okay. He's yep. like, and then. Robbie freaks out and then he's crying. It's like it's a great, it's a good. That cut. I don't know why it always gets. Oh God. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. Uh, and then we get back to I think it's his sister's house because that's where he lives. Yes, correct. So they're back. Him, Alan Covert, and then uh, his sister's husband, which I can't remember. Tony, I think is his name. That that, that Italian dude's Straight been out in the like mob. Yeah, yeah. Like every yeah, Goodfellas like every. I feel like his character is in a Grand Theft Auto game. Like that exact look is yeah, in a Grand him. Theft Auto thing. Yeah, he looks like a Grand Theft Auto. Speaking of Grand Theft Auto, yes. Did you see the? Uh, they just like put out the trailer for the new Grand Theft Auto Six game. Well, I saw it, like someone leaked a trailer. Oh and yeah, then... they were they were getting leaked, so they bumped up the release. Yeah, date the, it's just a, it's. The game's not even coming out until like 2025, I'm pretty sure, but they, it looks awesome. And I'm sure, yeah. It's set in Vice City. Ooh. It's not in the 80s, though. It's like current day, but it's like... Okay. But like, I'm old, but I'm like, man, I kind of... I, I know. I kind of want to jump in. God, I had so much fun between... It looks amazing. The third one and Vice City, I played... I had those two on like regular rotation for a while. Dude, Vice City was my game. It's so fun. And it the soundtrack, and the, like the amazing. radio stations. It was amazing. It only felt right though if you could steal like a Maserati. I've been waiting. Yeah, they had some. They had some normal cars on there. I just. Oh man, that was good stuff. That was. Those are the days. Um, 
so yeah, back at the house and Robbie's talking about, you know, obviously being upset and his sister's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. He wants to get married because that's from third grade on whenever his parents died. So again, we just get a little bit more backstory, but also we get to see a kid in a Freddy Cougar. That's mask, true. Which is awesome. Which would have come out not that long before this movie, technically in chron- and I think, cause I think this movie takes place in 85, 85. You're, that's correct. Eighty four. Yeah, so I mean, which would make sense. I mean, it was a big hit, obviously, when it took off. Get out of here, Freddy Krueger! <laughs> Look what I drew, Uncle Robbie. That's Sorry. not very nice. <laughs> very creative, though. <laughs> and then I th- feel like I remember when this movie like first came out, like in the trailer and everything else. That just something would have been brought to my attention yesterday when yes. Linda comes back. That mo- that line. I heard people say that way too much. That was a popular line. I used to say that myself. I did too, but after a while, I was like, all right, we got to move on as a group. But yes, anyway, Linda shows back up, and she's basically like, I'm not in love with you anymore. I'm in love with who you used to be. Just, again, Robbie's a good guy. Linda was not so great. We're really really painting that picture as clearly as we can right now. Amen. Well, I, we missed a needle drop on White Wedding also. That, yes, we did. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Who will come up later in the film. He sure will. Um, and then Glenn, oh. Matthew Glave, I believe is his name. You're referring to Glenn Gulia? Yes, Glenn Gulia. <laughs> Shows up to surprise Julia because Julia had been complaining to Robbie that Glenn was not wanting to set a date mm-hmm. for the wedding. It's been beating around the bush. But he comes home and surprises her says, hey, I bought tickets for Vegas. Vegas wedding. You're going to do the thing where you're girl and you pretend to be yeah. happy, but you're not really happy? Just out of the gates. <laughs> you just hate Glenn. So he changes his tune, though, and says, we can stay. Glenn is the worst. Which, I mean, he's a he's a cheater and a scumbag, but, like, why would he agree to change his plan to stick around if his whole plan is to go to Vegas to sleep around? It's bizarre. Like, it just doesn't make sense. You know he's going to still go to Vegas, probably. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, they end up going to Vegas, but... <laughs> but, yeah, it's he. Yeah, he's not a good guy. No. And another great needle drop... Dude, great song. <laughs> I don't want to be known as the brother-in-law of the town nut job. <laughs> Sammy comes, shows up, and tries to get Robbie up and going. And says, I don't know why anybody would ever love me. <laughs> love you? I'm just trying to get somebody to play with your ding dong. <laughs> gets Robbie back up and gets him to a wedding reception, or gets him to the yeah to the reception hall, but uh, does not go well. Not go well at all. He's a little depressed, and he's not in a good, gotten good spirits. Holiday. What is he? Oh yeah, holiday. He's singing holiday. I live Madonna. in my sister's basement. <laughs> and then the the father of the bride starts screaming at him. Oh yeah. And then another like way off and quoted is, "Oh yeah, well I have the microphone, <laughs> and you will listen to every damn word I have to say." I would. I was somewhere. I, it wasn't a wedding reception, but we were at a reception hall. And we were like, it was a big group where we had a bunch of round tables and so. And I was talking to somebody. I was like, "Yeah, well, like I know me and I know this person, and then all the mutants over at table nine." And they're like, "Whoa, that's rude!" I'm like, oh, "Guys, you have to- wedding singer." So many references, but I love him going around and talking about sideburns, lady. Oh man, we have to cut the cake because the fat guy's gonna have a heart attack again. He just kind of shrugs his shoulders, and, and then, then we play. Love stinks. Love stinks. Cindy and Scott are newlyweds. Yeah, Scott and Cindy. Great, great song. But then, yeah, he gets attacked by the, uh, yeah, it's the bride's father. That's right. Yes, father of the bride comes Father of the bride. And then, uh, <laughs> I lo- he's, so he's back hanging out in the dumpster and Julius. That part also is gross. Yes, it is. It reminded me of uh, Semi-Pro. Oh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Jackie, how long you been in there? What are you eating on there? Pancake? <laughs> so he's well, obviously wallowing in self-pity. and he But just, also hiding from the police. Hiding from the police. They're about <laughs> done questioning everybody. And Julia's like, hey, we're, I'm getting ready to have a, I'm gonna have a, a wedding party or whatever, so I want you to come. I want you and Sammy to be there. Like, okay. So he's, we know where that's going. Another great needle drop here, too. Hold Me Now. Thompson Twins. Oh, yeah. Great, great song. Great song. Great song. My, uh, I have... My, it's obvious, It's actually weird. Today's their birthday. But I have two cousins. They're twins. And their last name is Thompson. Oh. How about that? So it was, it was the did big, they have, did they have big a hit birthday song? for the Thompson twins. Did they have a big hit song back in the 80s? Or? I always... No, they're youngsters. <laughs> okay. They're pups. They live in Australia. Oh, okay. 
So I always make like the Thompson twin jokes, and I know they're too young to get the joke, but I say it all the time, and they don't know what I'm saying. One day it's going to happen. They're just like, thanks. <laughs> thanks, appreciate it. Thanks, mate. <laughs> but yeah. Good day, mate. It's kind of funny, the Thompson twins. He came bounding oh, over. Now. Uh, and then we briefly get a little quick scene here where Robbie's going to go babysit uh, his sister's kids. and <laughs> Hey, come on. Hang on. Huh? Something's going on. I think JR, they killed him or something. He's been shot. Oh, yeah. Which I never watched Dallas. I mean, I know that was a big deal, the whole who shot JR thing, but I, just, I don't I never. It was a little before my time. Yeah, too. I just, I never understood. I remember it, it being a thing, but never, I've never watched it. <laughs> you know, lo- love fades. You know, it's, uh, even if we do get a moment alone, I just usually fall asleep. Sometimes you'll do this thing with my nipples or something. Like, oh, my God, just go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I said, but I said something. That's great. Um, it's I, honestly like I wrote that down mostly because it's like I remember him saying that, but the scene has nothing to do with anything. I can't stop looking at the guy's hair. I know and face, and he's just—he's got to be way old. He's too old for that role. It's weird that they have him in the role. It really seems like if you threw a quarter at it, it would just bounce off of it. Oh, yeah. Like it's just hard. Shield. Yeah, it's interesting. So, so then we have the engagement party, which Kaja Gugu is how do you say their name? The two shy. Hush, hush, da, da, that one. Yeah. Is that playing? There's also All Night Long's playing. Yes, it is. Right after that. Right after that? Okay. That's what I remember playing. Now, did you know Never Ending Story, Lee Mall, or however you say that guy's name, that's the lead singer of Kajagugu. What? That's right. Tell me again. So, I'm, if, if I'm mispronouncing it, I'm sorry. I just, I, I'm, I'm saying it how I feel like the it's... Never Ending Story. So, Too Shy yes. came out. That was their big hit. I was reading about this because I was fascinated because uh-huh. I clicked on this. I was like, oh, so they fired him. And like they fired him from the band. And then literally that song came out in 83. And then Never Ending Story came out in 84. And it was his like it was a solo song. That guy sang the Never Ending Story the, song? The lead singer. Turn around. Yep. That one? Yep. What? Yep. Wow, good there, for him. There you go. So he's got he had back-to-back years of... That's a real Lou Brock situation. That's right. I know, right? Cubs... Cubs traded the lead singer of Hush Hush Jash. How do I? Hey, say hi to your brother Tito for me, huh? That's right. You got to take that glove off. You look crazy. Um, that and I, I have also done this too. Whenever somebody's talking to me about something, I don't want to talk about. I, I almost did it the other day because some guy was like, "Hey, how, how's your family doing around the holidays with everything?" I was like, "Do you really yeah. want me to talk?" Thanks, about- yeah. So thanks, I, for, thanks for qualifying it. So I go, like in my head, I'm like. Hey, my parents died when I was younger, too. You want to talk about that? <laughs> Why would anybody want to talk about that? Yeah, I know, oh, right? That is awkward. I'm going to go hit the, I'm going to go hit the bar. Yeah, you know, have a few drinks. Yeah, have a few drink, drinks. Drive yourself home. Drive home. <laughs> I do. Like, every time somebody starts talking to me about something like that, I'm like, why would I want to talk about that? And why would you want to talk to me about that situation? Sandler has the best reactions in those. I'm glad he writes those jokes for Oh, himself. yeah, for sure. Um... <clears throat> And then also too, now Sammy or Robbie Rat and Sammy out about him wanting to hit on Julie at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's yeah. That I would totally good. have done that to one of yeah, my friends that's too. Awesome. <laughs> oh, and also further driving home the fact Glenn during all this is clearly trying to get out of wedding preparation and wedding planning. Oh yeah, he puts Julie in charge of everything. Yeah, because he's, he's he busy at work. Doesn't want to screw it up too. Oh, that the weaponized incompetence. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm. Don't care for that. Um, I can't go for that. No. And then, oh, here, sorry. Uh, we got him. He's not going to do weddings anymore, but he's decided to do. That's right. A bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. That's the next. So we got, um, it's, I, I wrote, it's a banging bar mitzvah, I think. <laughs> I think this is really a hopping bar mitzvah. If, it if is it hopping. I don't like the dance scene, though. No. It's very awkward. I also, too, like very when cringy. I, if I ever hear the full version of do you really want to hurt me? I will always do the, the head down head up that George does too. <laughs> do you really want? Yeah. And then that's just at a way too uncomfortable amount of butt grabbing. Oh yeah. It's just, I mean like it's a joke, but the whole thing is just it's too much. It's probably the worst part of the movie. Yeah. And the kids are holding on to like yeah. adults butts and vice. Yeah, I'm like, this is It's very weird. It's a sign of the times. It is. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm not saying it's uh it's very like innocent. They're just you know trying to be funny. Well, just, and they're trying to make that that you know yeah. portly kid look big and but yeah. Just in general, the scene in general just does not work. No, no, it does not. I don't like it. Now I will say there is one part of the scene that does work for me that I do get a chuckle out of when Sammy and 
Robert Smigel are dancing together, oh, yes, and Robert yes. Smigel is like, he's clearly like, he's like got a huge grip. Yeah, I don't know why that did always he's make me laugh. <clears throat> yeah, that's the only part that's funny. Um, and then shortly after that, Julia twists Robbie's arm into helping her because he gave her some tips about ways to save money for the wedding. That's right. Which, I mean, he's a nice guy, but I don't know that I would ever do that. Like, even if you're a nice guy, like if you're friends or if you if if you know some lady that's getting married and you're kind of friendly with her and she's like, hey, will you help me plan my wedding? I feel like that's a that's a very dangerous line to be walking. It is, but they, they. I feel like that. You know, she. I don't know what I want to say here, but she <laughs> was like, she was feeling the feelings. She was obviously, and he and was, he clearly is. He too. was going with it, and so you know, it's like she hadn't fully realized that she liked this guy, yeah, and she liked spending time with him, and you know, that's just what it was. I will say though, this leads to. I'll just spoil it right now. This is my favorite part of the entire movie because it's one that our entire family. You talking, talking about the Trump shout out? Uh, no, <laughs> Donald and Ivana. No, I'm talking specifically about the ladies' night performance oh, from John, John Lovitz. John Lovitz, a hundred percent yes. <laughs> oh, it's his ladies' oh, night. Let's just ladies' night. Dude, that was awesome. So <laughs> there's so many because when we were playing in our wedding, I don't know, we were high. We were talking about like, okay, do we do a band or whatever? And, and a friend of mine was suggested another friend that he became a good friend of ours but he did a dj and i my sister my mom my brother all were like good luck finding a dj who can move and shake it like this <laughs> it's just yeah, i love it's killed it oh my god it's and it's only like two minutes of the entire movie oh my god it's just i it's love it pretty incredible his performance is amazing um he's a to- obviously a total sleaze bag and and a real jerk to to robbie but but boy can he sing he sure can at least cool in the gang songs Ooh, what a night. and then julia is obviously she's like okay i'll hire a dj and then she starts talking to robbie about well, you know why do you do it and everything else she's like well I, i've been or she asked him have you written anything yes <laughs> well please play it for me <laughs> I was listening to The Cure a lot. and uh, he's, like, he's like, it started off as a love song. Yes. And then it turned into something else. Yeah, because it was half was before they yeah, were before together. The, yeah. The before when they were together and the after. I remember, I don't know why, but this song always made me laugh as a kid. <laughs> I'm on my knees. It's just a perfect, it's just a very, very uh, well-delivered it comic, is. comedic song. Nailed it. He's losing his mind. <laughs> And I'm reaping the benefits. Oh, and like the slow, like slow fade out of his face. John Lovitz, for like the brief time he's in, it leaves a lasting impact on this movie. He comes in like Mariana Rivera. Yes. Closes it out. Out of the pen. That's right. Throwing throwing some cutters. After all that, Robbie and Julia have a little bit more bonding time. Um, To some sting. To some sting, that's true. And some ice cream. Ice cream always helps. Ice cream. And he tells the story about Linda being selfish and making him sit in the aisle seat, which oh, will yeah. come back later. Yeah, that's right. Who would do such a thing? And then, again, she really starts twisting his arm into really getting full-on into party planning mode. Mm-hmm. And then another great montage. Ooh, to some Hall notes. I A Sandler staple. This song, like, th- this was the first... So, as, I, as a kid, this was the first time I consciously remember hearing the song. I know, I'm sure I'd heard it before then. I've come like full circle on this song because like I feel like it wasn't utilized very much, and then this movie on, I feel like it got used way too much. Isn't it in like every Sandler movie? Yeah, and I'm just I I hear it all the time, and I was like, God, just I can't stand this song. And I've come back around to him like, all right, you know what? I like this song, but it is way overused it's in crazy. general, but especially Sandler. I feel like Sandler uses it in like most of his movies. I think so too. He does. He uses it a lot. Make my dreams come true. And it wraps up with the fantastic. <laughs> scene of sammy driving the limo and mm. of course i'm gonna hire him there's nobody else in the area i know but i like to give him a hard time that's right <laughs> they were cones you hit the people it could have been people at her wedding so after all of that funness um sammy's like hey somebody left a coat in my limo which i was like well who else have you had in your limo that might have left a coat but you know it's neither here nor there yeah and robbie clearly spells out who left the coat when and where it was Julia. She put it on when she said she was cold. That's right. So figured out that Robbie's got the thing, got a thing for Julia. Yep. And then he comes to give her 
he I say he Robbie comes to give Julia her jacket back the next day, and then for some reason they decide that it's best because they're having a discussion about how to properly kiss this in front of a wedding. Absolutely absurd. It's so ridiculous. This but is I the will second worst part of the movie. I will say though they're having this discussion. I don't remember talking about it specifically with the missus, but I was like, that is kind of an uncomfortable scenario to be in. Give her a five second furniture. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> but it is, I don't know. It is kind of a weird thing. Like, yeah, I mean, you're in front of family and friends. Like, I don't doubt that people talk about it and that these, you know, girlfriends wouldn't talk about it like this. Maybe for a minute. But some random dude rolls in and you're like, oh yeah, let's try it on him. Try it on him. Yeah. I just like, it just seems bizarre. Incredibly uncomfortable. It just seems like a weird move. But I'll tell you what, the sparks start flying even more. Yep. Just just keep sparks going. Sparks are flying, man. That's right. I thought they said it was a structure fire. <laughs> that's right. Or electrical fire. Right. Was, I yeah, totally it. electrical fire. Yeah, electrical yeah absolutely. Fire, yeah. Why'd you take your pants off, Joe? <laughs> so I could run from the flames faster. I was like, you better not. You. <laughs> I'm going to burn this mother down. burn this mother down. You better not. We got a runner. 6'2", <laughs> portly. Yeah, that's I forgot that funny part of Orange County. It's a great movie. I know it's got your boy in it, Kevin Klein, too. Don't forget oh, that. Oh gosh, Bay, back. Yes. To the wedding singer. I'm sorry. I used to be much stronger. To the future. How dare you name Glenn? Comes by to drop off the latest a in CD, audio technology. A CD player in 1985. Yeah. Is that for real? Yeah, but well, so he's rich. Keep in mind. So yeah, this but... is. 85? I th- I'm pretty confident that they were around. 85? I will look right now. I've done this before. I'm what like, store would you have gone to to buy CDs? I don't know. I mean, he's a hedge fund guy. So let's see. When were CD players? There's no way like Sam Goody or invented. On Cue or whatever these stores were, were selling front row. No. Or selling CDs. In 1982, Sony and Philips introduced the world's first CD system. So you got three years from the invention. I'm not buying it. I'm telling you, I I agree with you. I don't know where he would have picked it up, especially because the whole vibe of this town is supposed to be like a she, small town vibe. She even lets us know that she's going to play a record. Yeah. Well, it's because it's new technology. Right. But that they're like two behind. Like There's audio cassettes, yeah. which even come after their record. It's true. And this guy's got a CD player. I don't think so. I love technology. <laughs> Not as, as much as, as you see. see. Always and forever. Yes. Um, so then they all decide, well, Holly decides after seeing the forced awkward, not even awkward for them, but just the awkward situation kiss of mm-hmm. Robbie and Julia that mm-hmm. they all need to go on a double date. Yeah. And they go out to the club. How does it feel? Two great songs, Blue Monday. Yep, Blue Monday. And I like Private Idaho. Now, there's a David Bowie song as well. The I can't remember the name of it, but that's okay. But I, again, the soundtrack. We've talked about how many Amazing. needle drops here, but, he'll, uh, here, but it's it just keeps getting better and better throughout the movie. Anyway. Amazing. They're at the club, and <clears throat> Julie is getting far too inebriated because she's upset at the prospect. She's, she does not like her friend dating Robbie, even though she's engaged to marry. Exactly. Glengulia. So she's going to go throw up. Told you she was going to yak. <laughs> um, and then Glenn just outright admits to being a sleazebag and cheating on Julia and, yes. and lying that, about it. And that his last name is Gulia. Julia Gulia. And then we get the funny, oh, that's funny, Julia Gulia. Why is why, that funny? Why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Told you she was going to yak. Um, so then after all that, they're going to leave and... Holly passes Julia off to Robbie to get her in the car, which another song playing in the background, Love My Way. Oh. Psychedelic Furs. Yes. I, Great I, song. But the blaring of the Miami Vice song yes, from the as DeLorean. The door, as the door pops up. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's fantastic. Don't, don't puke in here. It's going to stink for weeks. That's right. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, after all this... Robbie and Holly get back to their house, and Holly's obviously suggesting to go upstairs and get intimate. Mm-hmm. Robbie gives her a kiss, and then he's like, so Julia's staying at Glenn's, and he starts getting upset and calls Glenn a jerk. So Holly has figured out now that Robbie obviously has a thing for Julia. He's got a tang, man. 
now, I feel like probably the most important needle drop is upcoming. This is what I thought you were going to say. Do you <laughs> believe in love? Great Huey Lewis song. But anyway, Julia comes home, obviously very hungover, and mm-hmm. asks Holly what happened. And Holly's like, I don't know. He's he, you know, He was upset about Glenn and everything else. And so you can tell, obviously, the standard romantic comedy, he's interested, she's interested, there's something in between. Just mm-hmm. that, that part. That does drive me nuts. I've said that before. I'll say it again. I would feel better sometimes if romantic comedies cut out some of the fat. Cut it out. So she goes to Rosie's because today is supposed to be a singing lesson day. Oh, that's right. But Oh, but we should also mention that yes. Holly told Robbie that Julia is marrying Glenn True. because he is successful mm-hmm. and can build a future for her basically has money security security yes and robbie does has does a little soul searching he does he decides he's a material girl (laughs) or boy um so yeah she she goes to give robbie some personalized music sheets Mm -hmm. how do you feel like that happened like did they would she xerox all of that would she it's a great question in 85 yeah yeah probably just copies on nice paper. I would think that that's still a thing, right? Like that's I'm not. What if she hand wrote every single one of those? I know she hand wrote at least one of them because yeah. I think that that it's implied that like the Robert whatever heart at the at the top of those. Yeah. She wrote that apparently. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, I just the the whole scene with him trying to interview at the bank and Kevin Neal. Kevin Nealon, yeah, great. <laughs> I have money. I have a little bit. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's where in. you come in. <laughs> he obviously doesn't get the job. And then Rosie, <laughs> I don't know why, but it always made me laugh. Rosie's like, hey, he needs to do this, whatever. Lord knows he can't live with his sister and all the nipple twisting that goes on <laughs> over there. <laughs> I don't know why, but that always made me laugh. Yes. Um, Anything Rosie says is funny. That's true. And then Robbie comes back, and then these two obviously finally have a, uh, a confrontation because he lays it on pretty heavily that she's only marrying Glenn for money and security. So calls her a material girl. Does, and then sees that she did all that personalized music sheets for him. So we have our first quote-unquote fight between Gosh, the two of them. I am an a-hole. Um, I have to say, too... Part of my second favorite collection of scenes are these scenes in the bar with these three. I'm with you. This old man. What's his name? I, man. I rip your heart out of your... Dude, that... <laughs> so funny. Just them sitting at the bar and he's... That and then his, his like moonwalk and he's like, can you see that? Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> so the, he, Robbie goes to the bar. He's upset and he's, he's sulking and he's talking about you know liking Julian Sam. He's like, Basically, he's like, hey, I'm actually not happy either. Like, I don't want to be this. And yeah. it's like, people stop watching these shows where old guys are hitting on chicks. So you need to just go try and win her over. And that old guy, <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> just the way he says stuff. So Robbie's like, all right, well, he's going to go talk to Julia. And he goes to her, walks to her house, but sees her pretending. Yeah, her mom just gave her a pep talk about yes. how she's going to marry her. Mary Glenn, like, basically no matter what, so suck it up. That's so right. She's pretending to be happy. She's pretending to... Well, she's happy because she's saying she's Mrs. Oh, Robbie Hart. Oh, that's true. She turns it around. And he sees that, yes. thinking that she's yes. happy about... And then Robbie comes back and... Oh, that's okay. I'm gonna, I'll just finish it up out here. And then Glenn shows up and this... His whole thing, he's got all of his side ladies there and his buddies are there and Robbie's upset and he's like, hey, just stop cheating, whatever. He's like, all right, that, that's it. We're going to fight. And then he punched, the old guy punched him in the face. I'm sorry. I used to be much stronger. <laughs> that is awesome. I got punched in the nose for sticking my face in other people's business. Sounds like a country song. <laughs> that guy. That just, old guy is great. He is so funny. I love him. I he's got like four just dynamite quotes. Every single one is just it's better than the one before. The, the, him moonwalking, he does the moonwalking. He's like, no bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> they rip your heart out of your. I just I don't know. Oh, that guy's great. I love it. I guess it was just in a movie we watched recently. Um, seems like Carmen Filpa or something. He's, he's got a weird. Name. Well, I know he's in Escape from New York. Yes, he, he is. I know he's briefly in that. We just watched something. He's with, in Pee Wee. What else is he in? He we just. Oh my gosh! This I'm, is I'll pull it up crazy. right now, because it is. I'm, you're right. It's bothering me too. 
what's that nineties movie we just watched? Was he in Scream? Beetlejuice, Halloween four, Not Wayne's World. One. Yeah, he's in Wayne's World, that's right. Old man There are no mirrors on this side. Uh he's in home improvement apparently. Oh uh-huh. yeah, Boy Meets World, Sister Sister, he the Adventures man. Beverly Hillbillies. He like what was our one of our most recent episodes? We did Overboard. I feel like I've never seen his name. Oh, you know what it was? Maybe I'm a liar. Beetlejuice. I think I had him down for like when I was doing the list of actors, mm. how many times we've covered him. Oh, I think okay. we've I think we've done like three of his movies because yeah, Pee yeah, because he had like three, he had three notches by his name, if I remember correctly. I'm not seeing anything else that we would have covered. Yeah. Escape from New York, obviously, yeah. like I said. Yeah, it probably wasn't. That's okay. Anything. He's got a good filmography, though. Either way. Carmen Filpy. Mm-hmm. Died in 2003 at the age of 80. <sighs> R.I.P. That's a bummer. He was awesome. It's a research-heavy show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, after all that, the, after the fight and everything else, Robbie goes back home. He's clearly drunk and Linda is waiting for him, ready to take him back, but he passes out. That's a rat. And so Julia, the next morning comes to his house and he, she's going to tell him like, Hey, I've got feelings for you. That's right. Unfortunate timing. Man, they just can't catch a break. They never can. They never. You never can a in a romantic comedy. It's weird how that works. Until the big romantic gesture. Not enough time has passed in the film. It, there's. It kind of like <laughs> plows through. Uh, it really does. Yeah, yeah this like, part's. Yeah, this part goes a lot of, a lot of stuff happening. So, a lot of ins and outs, a lot of what have yous. <laughs> so Linda uh, answers the door, and it definitely implies to Julia that they're back together, and they, you know, they slept together or whatever. So Julia's like, "Hey, just tell him I, I came by," and she's not going to obviously. And then, even as a kid, I, I appreciated this joke. Like, Robbie wakes up, he's upset, and yeah. get out of here, whatever. Just take my Van Halen T-shirt off before you jinx the band and they break up. <laughs> that's awesome. I was like ten years old, maybe eleven years old when I saw this movie. I was like, oh, that's funny because that they that was they didn't last much longer. It was it was right around that time. <laughs> So then Julia, obviously very upset, goes and wakes up Glenn right. in his leopard underwear. <laughs> yes. Something special. And says, wow. we need to go off to Vegas immediately to get married. Vegas wedding back on. Let's go. Let's do it. And then we get to Rosie's 50th wedding anniversary. And mm-hmm. it's going well. She's singing. Beautiful singing voice. Be- beautiful. Very nice. Very touching. She's a jack of all trades. We she, find out she also. She really is. She can sing. And she can also rap. I said, hip. I can't hear Rapper's Delight and not think of that either, which is... Uh, to be honest with you, I had totally forgotten about it, Ooh. which is weird because it was on. It was actually on the soundtrack, this version of... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like... That's I, right. Yes, it was. How did I forget this version? I forgot that that was on she, there. Yeah, she was on the soundtrack. <laughs> so during all this, Robbie, he decides, he's like, all right, you know what? Seeing these two, I got to go after her. And she, you know, Rosie's like, yeah, do it to it. And then... Holly is coming in, and she's like, wait, are you back together with Linda? And she, thankfully, happens to come in at the same time to fill Robbie in that they hopped a plane to yeah, Vegas. Yeah, to Vegas. So off they go. And during all this, because Sammy's driving, Robbie decides to just jot down a song, which is impressive because you don't know how far away the airport is. You have to assume it's pretty close. This guy's a great. This guy's just a wonder kid. A creative genius. A wonder kid. Writes a song and then gets there, and the only available ticket is in first class. That's right. Hey, can I borrow your credit card? Are <laughs> you going to pay me back? No, but if you don't, I'm going to yeah. tell everybody we said at the bar. <laughs> hey, do you like Flack Seagulls? <laughs> no, but I can tell you do. That joke, I used to think that was the funniest joke, and now when I watch it, I was like, man, that's a really, that's a, that's a poorly, uh, like, what a random joke to have. It is there. a random one. Like, it's weird to have the guy dressed up like Flock of Seagulls and then to intentionally call that out and not answer his question. And then, like, I don't know, just that joke, just, it's a lazy joke for me. It is. No, but, I, th- I think that's fair. But I loved it as oh, I, I mean, high I, school me. I appreciated it, it but it is definitely like. No, but I can tell you do. Like, did they just not like Flock of Seagulls? Did they just yeah. want to throw down on them or something? Cheap shot at Flock of Seagulls. That's punching down, Adam. Uh, that, by the way, Flock of Seagulls and Iran mm-hmm. was on the Vice City soundtrack. Yes, it was. I remember because that was even in like the I think the game trailer because I don't know why but I remember like a vision of that main character like running to that song Mm -hmm. burned into my brain agreed 
Yeah, I'm an Adam Sandler sympathizer, but that's punching down, Adam. Yeah, not cool, man. Come on. You're better than that. Yep. Um, Glenn continues his douchebaggery because he is not willing to change to the aisle seat. Oh. The cart bangs around the elbow. I love it, too. He's like, hey, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Yeah. How about you? I'll let, I'll let you lean over that's and look. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think that's funny because that implies that that wasn't on the table beforehand. Yeah. I never thought about it until watching it for this show. I was oh, like, nice guy. wait a minute. He's implying that she would not be able to lean over and look out the window. Dude, the aisle seating, like in some ways, it's good. Man, that the whole cart thing. Mm. Oh, man. I just, my flight to Hawaii. Dude, those cards, man. Those ladies ain't messing around. I never, like, I saw this movie so many times. I never, I haven't flown that much. So that's part of the problem. But one of our trips down for baseball. I was in the aisle seat, and it happened to me. I was like, oh, wow, that actually is a thing. Yeah, they, it's almost like they're, like, looking to hit you. Probably. Like, I mean, they are, like, I mean, they're trying to be efficient, so I get it. But, oh, man, I got I got dinged a couple times. Snipers. Yeah. Get you. So, thankfully, Robbie is in first class and kind of starts spilling the beans about his whole situation. Mm-hmm. But there's a very special guest in first class on this flight. That's right. Billy Idol. Mr. Billy Idol. William J. Idol. He's in first <laughs> class. Um, so they cut back and forth a couple times between Glenn and Julia and Robbie telling the story. So it obviously works out to where a, a flight attendant comes up and says some guy uses the line that Glenn used. And then Robbie sees that they're on the plane. Yeah, some guy wanted to know if I want to be <clears> in the Mile High Club. <laughs> What's the Mile High Club? <laughs> And so Billy Idol takes over the flight announcement and lets Robbie sing his song. Yeah, a beautiful song. Which I I made a note of this. Even as a kid, I'd be lying to you if I told you this didn't get me a little bit. Like yeah, this was, this does tug at my heartstrings a little bit. It's a great bit. song. It is a great song. It's a touching moment. Um, I would be willing to wager a lot of people our age, younger people, mm. ended up growing up and getting married and having this as their like, uh, I yeah, I'd buy that as their like first dance. Yeah, I'd buy that. I feel like I went to a few of those weddings. I would not be in the least bit surprised. Mm-hmm. It is it is kind of a silly but touching song from Adam Sandler. Very touching. Which we didn't know he had in him really until obviously this, but then even more recently with that Chris Farley song that he did on his oh, stand up yeah, thing. That's right. So he's got a soft spot. He redeems he like, himself for yeah. punching down at the flock of seagulls here. It's very nice. Um. Glenn obviously wakes up from his nap and sees what's going on, gets very upset, and the, the cart guys come and push him down the aisle, and then, to, to get out of my way, Billy, you don't want to get hurt. And that guy, I have said I have said this to people, even if it's not obviously referring to Billy Idol, but if they're talking down to somebody, I'm like, don't you talk to Billy Idol that way. And it just always made me laugh. I love it that Glenn just immediately has the, like, the, like, gall to, like, trash talk Billy Idol. That's right. Like, Billy Idol would... <laughs> oh like, yeah stab him especially at that time in <laughs> yeah, 85 right. like at the height of his power i would like murder him <laughs> on like the runway and leave him for dead that's right so of course after the song you know they end up together life is good they're gonna get married so they're getting uh, they're getting married it's all kind of a quick little gloss over but most importantly we get a beautiful rendition of true <laughs> i know this. i actually think it's like pretty well done that's what i mean he does a great job yeah steve buscemi robbie and julia <laughs> yeah i think he does awesome i he nailed it man so at the beginning of the movie he's not lying that's true he's good self guitar guitar lesson self-taught <laughs> and i would be remiss if i don't mention the fantastic cover of video killed the radio star Video killed by the presidents of the United States of America. I that is a great cover. I just recently heard an interesting fun fact. Let's hear it about the original song Mm -hmm. of Video Killed the Radio Star by the Buggles, right? Was that not the first? It was okay, but even more fun fun in that fact. Hans Zimmer, the like famous you know Mm -hmm. composer Mm -hmm. of various films. He's in that video as the keyboardist. What? Yeah. I don't think he's like in the band, but he's like friends with the... Interesting. But yeah, that's Hans Zimmer in the like original... I would have never known that. Yeah. That's a great fun fact. Yeah. Check it out. Thank you very much. Check it out. And you know what else? Thanks for sitting through that with me. Hey, thank you. What a fun film. I'll even let you hold the (laughs) remote control. 
I tried my best not to quote too much because there's a lot of quotes too. from this there's movie. I did too. There's so many great quotes. But the ones that I use frequently, yeah. I had to mention. Hey, not too bad, huh? <laughs> it's just, don't you talk to Billy Idol that way. That is fantastic. Hey, what are your overall thoughts and impressions on this film? Great, fun film. Just all around great time. Kind of, it's not like, it doesn't take me back to my childhood because I was, you know, 98. I was in high school. So. Yeah sophomore in high school maybe so but still a fun time you know just like just Sandler was still on top of his game I feel like I feel like he had more silly films though this was like a this was kind of a switch mm-hmm. for him to like a little romantic comedy but yeah because this is like right after Happy Gilmore Billy Madison yeah this is the same year as Waterboy right Waterboy was 99 oh was it just right before what is this then something 98 I feel like he made this and something in like the same year. Maybe it wasn't Waterboy. Um, Big Daddy, Waterboy. Okay, I made it up, but anyway. No, it's. I mean, they're close. Like it is very close. Great film. I'm right there with you, man. Like I, this to me is like the best of what Adam Sandler movies can be. Um, there's just there's definitely a lot of those like same like tropes from if you watch Adam Sandler movies. There's like a lot of similar beats and everything else, but. Man, this is just, it's fun. It still makes me laugh. I still have a good time. It does take me back to my childhood because I was, like I said, 10 when this came out. And I know I watched it shortly thereafter. But, man, it's just, this is fun. I love watching this movie. It's a good one. Um, so You want to do MVPs? Let's do MVPs. Okay. I want to go first. Please. I want, I want you, I want I want you to take st- it away. I want to steal this guy. Go for it. I'm taking the old man in the bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a great one. He's not. He's only. He's in like a handful of scenes. He's in like three, maybe mm-hmm. three or four scenes. But he steals the show. He's for as funny as this movie is. There's several funny people. Mm-hmm. The old man is just like he's even better than Lovitz for me. Like that's that's fair. Lovitz is kind of like has one moment and is awesome. This guy has like two or three and yeah. just, like they're all A pluses. And like we said, he's got like four, four top quotes. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> he's in the movie for like six minutes. <laughs> Well, he he was on my list or my short list as well, but you mentioned him before. John Lovitz has got to be my MVP. That's a good, yeah. Just that. That was my backup. Oh my god! This is Nate. This is what he was saying. This isn't no sock in my crotch. (laughs) Whatever he says, like he, him and that old man, like combined less than four minutes in that movie, and that's the thing. The lasting impact. Yeah, I even like. Bushimi was in, on my radar too. Yeah, and he also was in like two scenes. Like there was a lot of like big impact and limited time roles. And that's like I feel like that's shortchanging Adam yeah. Sandler and Drew Barrymore and everybody else that's like main character. The main characters do great. Like I don't. Th- there's no problem with it. But these guys are like Morris Pierce and like late in his career, just coming off the bench and like hitting a couple threes. <laughs> that's right, just dropping it down. Mo P time. Boom. Which scene would you pick for this film? Oh man, what scene would I? Uh, shoot, that's a great. I almost want to say just the opener mm. of just him, like set, it sets a just perfect picture of him. Fun guy, nice guy, having a great time. And he's a wedding singer. He's singing a great '80s song. Yeah, like it almost is like the perfect beginning to a film. I, no, I I'm right there with you, man, because that sets the tone immediately and it, it puts you in a good mood. It really does, and it like explains all you need to know. I'm. I go back and forth whether it's the ladies' night or the bar. Like those two scenes in particular. Just, I'm gonna give it to the ladies' night scene just because if John Lovitz is my MVP, I got. I gotta go with that because again, it's just too good. But it's very fair. Oh man, I'm sorry. I used to be much stronger. (laughs) All right, should we do uh, Richter scale rankings? Let's do it, man. Okay. So, if you're new. And you're starting out on episode 101. 101. This, if, if you're taking, if you're thinking this is like a college course, yes. Yeah, season and 101. two. Season two. Yes. Okay. Night tower. Hey, not a bad time to jump in. That's right. 101. Uh, anyway, the Richter scale ranking is uh, mm-hmm. 6.9 <laughs> on the Richter scale is a perfect score. That's right. Uh, zero is a the worst score you can receive. That is true. So somewhere in between there is where these movies lay. That's right. And I will give you the floor. Sir, okay. Film number one hundred and one, wedding scene. <clears throat> I am going to go five point seven, directly underneath another romantic comedy we recently covered. Overboard. 
Underneath. Underneath Overboard. 5.7. Underneath Overboard. That puts it at number 19. That's what I have as well. Okay. Very high on my list. Don't even care. Got it. Combination of soundtrack and movie for that's, this. That's a very impressive rating. In in unison, it's tip top. You're, dude, this is definitely... We didn't. We talked about it at the beginning, but then this has got to be one of the top soundtracks of all time. I, it absolutely is. You got the '80s, you got the '80s music, but then you also have a couple of the like original Sandler songs you put on there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's tough. Nope, I'm it's I'm right there me. with you. I don't I don't really think there's a dud in the bunch. No, oh, and it's a good little mix too. Like yeah. Sting, you got the Sugar Hill Gang. You got you know you know some pop, some Blue weirder Oyster Cult. Yeah, past yeah. the Ducci. Mm-hmm. Past the Ducci. Good stuff, man. Great work. Okay. Five point seven for me. 5. What do you 7. What do you have, my friend? Few. I. Uh, I do enjoy this film, so it looks worse because you gave it such a great score. It's okay. I put it at number 44, mm-hmm. but I'm not too far off from, from you. I put it at a 5.4. So I got it just below Cobra. Okay. And just above Ready Player One. Nice. 44. I love that Cobra's still ahead of it for you. Cobra. I, <laughs> it, I had, it took a lot. That's okay. I just, I'm very happy they're for so, that. They're very different films, but... Uh, <laughs> They have the same ranking, but just letting it of the city. That's right. <laughs> okay, so what we need to do now. We need to pluck a new movie. Pull a, pull a new film from Le Bucket. That's French for the bucket. I'll do a drum roll for you over here. Okay. It sounds good when we do it, so I'm going to do, do it again. All right, hands going in. What do you got? My hand's coming out. Yes. My hand says... Kapush! Oh, this should be fun. Riggs. Riggs. That's uh, that's my Danny Glover impression. Yes. Lethal Weapon. Suck an egg. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> so, yeah, Lethal Weapon. This was this Big Dave. Big Dave. Said? Yeah. He's, he suggested this a couple times, so he will be very excited about this. Okay. Well, Big Dave, you're in store for a great episode, we hope. We're going to do our best. Don't lie. This is going to be a great episode. I'm just I'm, because all of our episodes are great true. episodes. <laughs> that's true. I don't want to sound uh, cocky. I I put it out there when because I, I I tried to be modest. You know I me. Mean? I try and be a pretty reserved guy. We're yeah. a five star podcast. That is that's true. A, that's an indisputable fact on Spotify. That is true. I did see that in the rap too. It was like five point oh. Yeah. Woo. Doggy. And, and they just keep going up. I mean the the the, the votes keep coming in and the five point zero five point zero stays. Flames keep rising to the top. That's right. So the cream always rises to the top. Oh, oh, All right. Man. All right. Leave the weapon it. next. That, that going to do it for us? That's it, man. I, I appreciate it. Uh, as always, God bless and uh, God bless America. See you. I make you smile you're Carry you around when your arthritis is bad. All I want to do is Say hi to your brother Tito. <laughs> well. Bye.